all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you, but you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Hello, Nelsie. Hello, Heidi. And hello, everyone else, and welcome to What If Nothing's Wrong, the podcast that asks the question, what if nothing's wrong? So listen, I want to tell you something. Yesterday, I went to the wrong dentist. (laughs) I mean, is that a thing? I fully went to the wrong dentist. Meaning you had an appointment at the dentist, but went to the wrong dentist. No, I made an appointment at the wrong dentist and went in. So I I was seeing a dentist Mm -hmm. that I like. Everything's fine, except... I decided to switch. We won't go into the details there. Somebody gave me a referral to this other dentist. I called and had asked them some questions and then I never made an appointment. I followed up a year later or so to say, okay, I'm ready to make this appointment. Call and I make the appointment. I check on their prices for what I want. It all sounds fine-ish. Dentistry is ridiculously expensive. And then I went prepared for my new experience. A little bit trepidatious, a little wary because I do like the other dentist that I was seeing, but I'm changing it up. And so I, but so I have that headspace. I get on the train, I get there, I'm walking in the building. I look around, this building looks so familiar. Who have I seen in this building before? I go in the elevator, (laughs) I get out, I walk in the dentist's office and I'm just like, I've been here before. I've totally been here before. Where? When have I been here before? What is, how is this? This is the new dentist. How is this possible? Meanwhile, I'm met with like a ticker tape parade where they're, hi, it's so great to see you. Well, you know, hi, how are you? And I'm I'm going, how do you know me? How do you know? I mean, it was the weirdest sensation of familiarity and being seen and recognized and named and yet from this my vantage point to be the i shouldn't know any of these even people. though everything's completely familiar this feels familiar i wonder why because you're at the old dentist <laughs> i can't not the not the dentist that oh. i didn't want not the one oh, okay. no no not that one this is so i'm that's why i'm tripping <laughs> about it because i'm going i clearly have been here before besides the fact that they know me but it also looks very familiar and i can i'm having these vague memories of saying, 
walking with her to that back room, going to that particular room. And, and the person who said, who's saying, hello, how are you? Cause so good to see you. I'm thinking she looks very familiar <laughs> even behind her mask. I obviously know her. She's asking about my it's family. Like, it's like, a, it's like All Memento. Things. It's like some weird movie out there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Partial amnesia. Alzheimer's. I don't need, it's so insane. And I, so, so I sit down, we're in there. And then I finally say, what, was I here? You know, was I here or something? And then she mentioned something about having been there in 2016. And then I'm thinking, why didn't I come back? Oh, <laughs> is this, right, why have I, right, you know, and then right. I'm worried that something terrible yeah, had happened because yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't, I'm not worried, but I'm still so un, <laughs> confused. I'm so <laughs> disoriented. So I am so <laughs> all of it. Yes. Disoriented, confused, can't quite grasp. I'm um, see the dentist also. Hey, how are you, Heidi? <laughs> Hi, also how do I know looks you? very familiar <laughs> to me. <laughs> the whole thing. <sighs> I re- recall kind of liking him, I think, and all that. Anyway, I get out of the dentist and I call my mother to say, this is weird thing that just happened. She said, we don't like that dentist. We hate that dentist. I said, we hate that dentist? No, none of us go to that dentist. We don't. And, so, and she's going through my family. None of us go to that dentist. They're te- he's terrible. And, and all this. Meanwhile... For the fact that I've been there, they charged me as a new patient. Which was good or bad? What do you think? I think it was less expensive. As a new patient? Oh, I don't know. More expensive. Yes. When the, a new patient, they give you, they start up high. There's, and then a, they, there's a ticker tape parade. They're happy yeah, you're there. And then they're like, and that's going to cost you $4 million. Thanks for stopping by. So what did you do? Did you say, I'm not a new patient? I was here in- I did. When you, and they oh. said, well, you know, that was, we, we charged the new price after five years. 2016. I can't believe it's been that long. That seems insane. I called today again. This is what annoyed me because I called today again to say they never take took my x-rays uh-huh. because their computer system was down. And they said, come back. Just let us know when you want to come back and we'll take it up to 15 minutes. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they charged me for a comprehensive exam. And so I called today to say, isn't the comprehensive exam include, doesn't it include them looking at the x-rays? Yes. Well, then why'd you charge me for the comprehensive? Because I didn't get a comprehensive. Yes, you did. He looked at your teeth. I'm like, they always look at your teeth. So and I will did, not be returning get, there. Did you get satisfaction? I did not. That's what made me annoyed. I was laughing at myself yesterday about the fact that I went to the wrong dentist and was so bewildered and overwhelmed by the fact that I did no idea why they knew me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hi, you're looking behind you. What, what, who? <laughs> And I love your mother. No, we hate that. We collectively, we as a we family. Coll- we as a family hate that dentist. And and then I called my brother-in-law, who's the one that referred me to the new dentist. And I said, well, I called him for something else. But then while I was talking to him, I said, by the way, you know, what was in, what, I thought we, li- I thought you liked Lazar. And he said, who's Lazar? <laughs> I said, the dentist that you referred me to. And he said. I think we have to beep that. No. Name no? it. Okay. Name it. Name it. Don't name that dentist who charged you for X-rays that they overcharged me for definitely overcharged me, and and then uh, my brother-in-law said, "No, that was Doctor Blah Blah Blah, something or other." Yeah, the the one that they and I looked it up and I said, "Oh, I have that number too." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got my teeth cleaned. There's your teeth are cleaned. Your teeth are cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's my story from yesterday. Went to the wrong dentist. You know what? And I found my joy through that story because it really (laughs) made me laugh. (laughs) 
was writing the story last night. I went to write it down and I decided to make a little short story and I was uh-huh. laughing out loud at, at well, the end of the ridiculousness that they charged me as a new oh patient my after my ticker tape parade. Um, that's going to be a lot more money because you're new. I'm like, what do you mean? I, what about my ticker tape parade? Why am I not We're best charged? friends. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think we just had confusion corner and now is, should, shall I share a little joy? Yeah. Uh, my joy came in the form of a lot of mud and a very smelly situation. Dog? Let me guess. Dog. Dog. Oh my God. The other day, Sally and Izzy. I said Doug. And- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Doug and I, oh, we did this whole thing with mud. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, which we have actually. Joshua Tree, I think, has a whole somewhere in California. If you go, if you go east, you can go somewhere where they have these mud, you know, mud baths. I did do that once, but that's not the story. We take the dogs out. We take them to Caddis Island, which is this big um, county park near us that has a lot of sort of boggy situations where there's sort of grass and and then there's areas where is it water or is it mud and um. I put I put both the dogs on a 50-foot leash so they can really meander. And uh, we were having so much fun, and the dogs are so happy. And then they go off the trail, and they go into this muddy part where it's so muddy that they're literally up to their shoulders, like a solid 18 inches down in the mud. Yes. And Sally and I are just laughing, and isn't this great? And they're having fun, and who cares? And then they get wrapped around something and they can't get back. <laughs> the only way they can get out. And I feel like it's kind of my job to get them because I'm I'm the one who said, oh, it's okay. They're having fun, you know? So I have to like hopscotch out to this little tuft, like this tuft of grass that's above the, the mud <laughs> is, is maybe 12 inches in diameter. And then there's another tuft of grass that's a little that's maybe a little bigger. So I'm kneeling on one. They've wrapped themselves around it. I'm reaching into this mud that's like the consistency of, of chocolate pudding. It's <laughs> fortunately, I'm, I'm I'm laughing so hard. Sally and I are laughing so hard that one of the dogs shakes their head and now my face is splattered with mud. <laughs> my coat is is I mean, so much mud on it. And at one point I think I'm digging under and I can't find the rope. And I'm thinking I might, I don't know. It's not, I don't. Aren't you holding it? I'm holding part of the rope, but the rope is wrapped. This is a 50 foot leash. So if I can't unwrap it, I either have to just leave the 50 foot leash and then undo the dogs and then walk through the mud and then like, if I can't unwrap it, it's a very, it's a bad situation. And it involves me walking through mud that will go up to my mid calves. Long story short, I did unwrap it and the dogs were fine. And then we made it to the beach where they all, they frolicked in the waves and they took all the mud off them. But I have to did say- Did you frolic it, in the waves also to get the mud off of you? I, f- I put my hands in the in the way. At one point, I my sleeves were all wet from, you know, rinsing them off. And I squeezed my sleeve and the water that came out of it was like a very dark brown. And as much as it was a debacle or a deboggle. 
god. I, I know it's such that such a bad pun. But I, <laughs> um, it was so much fun. It was really fun because it was an adventure, and the, all of that happened before ten o'clock. I wish that, that it happened, and then you had come here and done the podcast so that we could see what you look like with your <sighs> mud splattered face. Well, I can do. You, I mean, I can grab my coat right now and show you what my coat looks. Grab like. your coat. Grab. It's your still hat. covered with covered with mud. No, I wanted to see your face. I don't care about your. Oh coat. yeah. Yeah, it was really it was an event. It was an adventure, and it was fun, and the dogs were happy, and I found my joy uh, amongst a lot of mud and stinky mud. Oof. That's it. That's sounds it. That's gross. all I got. That sounds gross. Yeah, I'm really disgusting. Alrighty. So, ta- so uh, last night on Twitter, what, what, what you got, gal? Do you first of all don't ever call me gal? <laughs> what you got, per? Do you encourage or nag your children, parents, friends, or partners to get them to do something? Are you able to let go when it's not done, when and how you want? Or are you a dog with a bone until it meets your approval? Mm, That's a good one. At aced underscore it underscore two. Or do you let it go and walk around grumbling and mumbling about it? (laughs) That's that's another option. (laughs) That's I, that's me. I let but it that's go. Not, you're but not I'm, letting it go, right? You pretend to let go, but it's you don't. Really. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're right, for what, that. What we got? Clinical word. Thank you. So at aced it too wrote, "I live alone." <laughs> A lot of people like that. Right on, aced it too. Oh, so at flitterpated one. Mm, mm-hmm. Wrote, I have to stop myself from nagging slash scolding my 89-year-old mom, but sometimes she does things like climb on top of the dryer to change a light bulb. Who's the parent now? (laughs) I have a feeling I am going to be that 89-year-old. I just have a feeling. (laughs) At 89, I'm going to say, can someone else change it? Yeah, I think that's the smart thing to do because you don't want to break a hip because that's the beginning of the end. I feel so like they I've say. spent enough time changing bulbs in my life. It's now someone yeah, else's turn. It's your turn. Our good friend at Compassioning wrote, hashtag empathize, sister, she, that they empathize. One, connect with the unmet need that's linked to what I want them to do. Oh, oh. Well, meaning And to the- guess their yes if not get... if if not saying yes to me. Wait, I missed that. I don't understand. So basically, what... a compassioning is saying, one, connect with unmet need that's linked to what I want them to do. What's my unmet need? Is the dishwasher to be empty. <laughs> right. You want the dishwasher, need. but that's not, your need is cleanliness. Your need is, order. you want the dishwasher emptied because you have a need for order. Mm-hmm. So saying clean, empty the dishwasher and not recognizing what your need is, just kind of it's just they're saying just connect with that what your need yeah, is right guess they're yes if they're not saying yes to me if you ask your kid to empty the dishwasher and they don't do it guess what what's really going on for them and what is their what is it they need or want this is how i'm understanding what the empathy guy is writing and three see if something or someone else can meet my needs all right okay i like it oh that's unrelated um at skylights sounds wrote it's all about negotiation in my world everything can't be just the way i want but acceptance for the gifts of my family friends and life is the true perfection i mean having having acceptance is so key and having gratitude is so key and um yeah i mean that's all i got because um i haven't had the best week so i'm not coming from a huge 
place of gratitude and acceptance. So I'm sort of like, yeah, but shouldn't they still do what I want them to do? <laughs> so interestingly, right, there's a, a friend of mine was just here who lost a close member of her family. And mm -hmm. she has sister and cousins who, from all ways that I understood it, were not able to show up and support their parents who were all struggling in a huge way. And so my friend wrote them a message to her, the, her peers, her sister and cousins, mm -hmm. and said, mm -hmm. all of our parents are flailing. They're decompensated. They're all having a really rough they need time some help. of it. Yeah. Grieving, yeah. sickness, anxiety, just really spinning out. And we they need some help. And one person, because my friend was going to support the three of them, can't be the one person can't be it can't just be one person they need more of us we need more people but, to show up no more bodies right yeah 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 it takes a village right and they wrote back <laughs> the most they basically weren't coming i mean they uh, just simply say that yeah they, they weren't just, coming to the table they, they weren't were not gonna, coming to the table they have yeah. their own stuff whatever their stuff is nothing from my vantage point that was really sound or legitimate yeah. and when their parents were in such grave, dire straits. And I, I still can't wrap my head around it. So we, my, the friends and I talked a lot about acceptance of where these people were and they're doing the best that they can, but I guess the best wasn't good enough <laughs> because she went by herself. And that's a lot also oh. to put on the friend yeah, who yeah, yeah, has her yeah, own yeah. stuff going on and she's also grieving. And now she's taking care of three 70 plus year old people who are having a really difficult time yeah. really painfully yeah. difficult time and it it was it's hard to be an acceptance of the fact that, and wanting them to come and say and, and asking and so part of the conversation my friends and I were having was me saying you need to tell them what you need you need to tell them that this is what's happening and then make the request to ask them to come and to yes. be there with and you. even though you you need to ask you still might not get what you want which also i said right but yeah but do it because you need to do it because i need you to say it. <laughs> yeah do the look do this for me <laughs> in some ways it was because the truth is is that she didn't think anything was going to be different and yeah. i said give them a chance i definitely was encouraging her not to decide the fate of well, give how them it was going to go but also to, to, to circle back to last week and talking about self-esteem, give them the chance, but also give yourself permission to ask for what you want. I mean, when you ask for what you want in a situation where it's difficult because you don't think you're going to get what you want, or maybe people will be mad, or maybe or they'll judge you'll you. be judged. Right. Um, when you do, when you ask for what you want anyway, you're, you're, you, that is an act that's creating self-esteem because you do it and nobody dies and you go, wow. And, and you ultimately, even if it's really scary when you do it, the, the, you know, the ripple effect of how it is for you as a person is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Good points. Good, yeah. good points. And they'll see. Thank you, darling. So since then, I've gotten texts from her about how heinous it is where she is with her, these family members. And there she is alone. One response oh. she got was, we do, I was I, I'm making phone calls. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know they have so, But phones. you don't have strong feelings about it though. I have such strong feelings about it. I don't 
(laughs) Every once in a while I had to, this friend was staying with me and every once in a while I had to remind myself that none of this had anything to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But instead I felt angry on her behalf and I felt angry on her behalf, angry because she needed support also and as did the parents and yeah. And bad behavior. Yeah. People are behaving badly. And in a situation where somebody, where there was this huge loss too, and you just, that's when you really expect and want people are going to step, people to step up. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got, baby? Gal. Down with, down with, (laughs) I believe I've spoken to this, spoken about this before. At down with 710 wrote, I'm reliable and te- and people tend to do the same in return. I wouldn't ask someone that's unreliable to do something important. All right. I mean, who who does? I mean, I guess people do. We do. Time. We do. Because, because there's because that we... whole thing of like, don't go to the hardware store for oranges. You know, we we are often keep going back to that person. We keep waiting for them to give us what, what we want or what we need because we're reenacting some childhood stuff, you know, if you, if you didn't get what you needed from your parents, chances are you're going to replicate that in your relationship, fall in love with someone who doesn't know how to whatever, give you, give you what, you know, you're always trying to get something that you can't get because it feels like home. Right. This is familiar. I'm going to, I'm going to fix what I couldn't fix in my childhood. And yet, and also you want what you want, right? So you want, if you want your partner to be that person that fill fill in the blank and they never have shown you that, but you keep asking for that, right? That's the, you're going to the hardware store for oranges. Yeah. You keep asking for it. You think if you say it in a different way, you know, in the right outfit with the right earrings and the right lighting, you'll finally get it. Right. Instead, you're just constantly disappointed. So at PPJVPP. Wow. Okay wrote, I try to explain things because I don't think I'm being clear and then I'm told I'm nagging. Husband says I go over and over things until he agrees with me, but that's not it. Son has executive function issues and ADHD and I remind over and over, which maybe is nagging. And then wrote, I don't care how he does something, just that he does it. Important things like finding a doctor while in college so he can get meds. That's it. That's what the did end you say? of the story. I, um, I gave some something about for her son, just Calendars can be useful tools. Also, your son may not listen if he knows you're going to repeat it. Uh, right. Just turn, just turn the, turn it off. Yeah. There are many tools, which I said you probably already know, to use in gently supporting him to learn how to do it himself. Yeah. People with executive functioning challenges and ADHD, there are plenty of tools out there to help them figure out how, how to take care of themselves. Now I've never especially heard this, if they're in college. I've, I've never heard this term executive functioning challenges. It's very new. Talk to me about it. What, what do you know about it? People who struggle to that their brain doesn't make it easy for them to organize mm. things. While mm-hmm. you and I may sit down and make a list of something really easily, like, oh, mm-hmm. I've got all these things to go on happen this week. I'm gonna make a list. I'm gonna organize it in my calendar or give myself something to do every day. What however it is that we more easily can move to organize ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is something that is not does not come easily to someone with executive functioning issues and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Easily and, distractible. And, and are, are they yeah. related or not necessarily? Um, oftentimes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so 
calendars are a great one where you're teaching someone to use a calendar so they write things down and they put it you know that it's and it also patternizing uh what's the word i want to use just this the process of writing it down and organizing it on a piece of paper or whatnot in a calendar can be helpful also there are reminders on a calendar especially if you do yeah it especially now right um also, so when it comes to homework and or preparing for your homework or your school studies, that makes it difficult for, and so they need help organizing folders, files. There are ways to do it, but they need to be taught and then they need to practice doing it yeah. so they get yeah. better at it. Yeah. But relying on mom to remind you to do it means that you don't have to do it yourself. Absolutely. And if Absolutely. mom is constantly reminding you, take your meds, take your meds, take your meds, take your meds. Yeah. Did you check your calendar? Did you check your calendar? Right. Did you write your to-do list? Did you, did you get right. that doctor? Right. You never have to do it yourself. Right. Oh, man. At Stu Glover lives. Stu Glover lives? Or lives. Stu okay. Glover live, lives. Stu Glover lives. How do I connect with people around my seven-year-old daughter who has ADHD and, and can be a lot without negatively impacting her? She's amazing but often struggles to read social cues with new people. And so we went back and forth a little bit. What Stuart was saying is I had asked, what do you mean by connecting with people? I, again, as you know, I don't have a lot of information about what they're right. saying. Yeah. And when people write or when any of us write, we we have a very vivid image in our minds of what we're saying. And it doesn't necessarily uh, yeah. translate, right? I said, in what circumstance, telling your daughter she's amazing, teaching mindfulness tools, speaking to her about different scenarios and expectations, and generally supporting her using positive reinforcement, and also she's seven, she'll keep learning. Right. This isn't what you're seeing now with her at seven with ADHD and how she behaves in situations isn't necessarily, is definitely, not necessarily, is definitely, definitely. not how she's yeah. going to be. If she's, if she's, yeah, yeah. So... Stuart wrote, I don't know the language to use to help convey that my daughter can't read social situations as well as other neurotypical children. I don't want to say, for example, she's screaming when she's playing because she has ADHD and undermine her confidence. Right. Which is lovely, actually, that Stuart is thinking about that. Right, right. And so I right. want to honor that piece in and of itself. And I said, in truth, you don't have to explain your daughter to anyone. If she's screaming in joy, you can say she loves playing X, Y, Z. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your amazing child. Delight in her divergence. She's got gifts Excellent. and neurotypical kid doesn't focus on her gifts. And so, oh my God, that's so interesting because it just, it just, it keys into the, uh, Stuart, I'm guessing is uh, their, their anxiety around their child and how their child is being perceived. And so their They've jumped in the other people's heads and are assuming, and probably the maybe the kids' heads, but the other parents' heads, and are making right. these assumptions about how they are receiving their child. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, I relate to that, um, but not so much with my kids, but with my dog, but because she's a lot, and I'm always worried that the other dog. Won't, but, but it's but what's the most interesting thing is I loved what you said. It's like you don't oh you don't have to explain. Her to anybody, just delighting her. And if people have problems with their with the the seven year old, they can yeah. say something, and then right. you can address it. But yeah, and and I just love the way that you took the anxiety out of it and took the responsibility. This idea of having to explain your kid to somebody, I just thought that was beautiful. 
I mean, I felt my chest relax. You know what I mean? Like, I, because I was like, yeah, yeah. What are they? What are they going to do? You know? <laughs> what do you say? What? How do you explain? <laughs> uh, thank you. So then I wrote, remember that she's seven and still growing, learning tools and getting the support she needs while surrounded by your love, guidance, and joy. She will amaze you at every turn. That's not to dismiss how hard it can be, which is why I encourage you to focus on what makes her special. If only I really knew how to use Twitter. If um, only. Stuart wrote, thanks. I think I already know that deep down, difficult to dampen my 42 years of social conditioning towards conformity slash not causing a scene. Mm. And I wrote, you are not alone in that for sure. Lots of kids cause scenes, quote unquote, and what constitutes a scene is subjective. And as you know, not even that deep down and not, and, and as you know, not even that deep down, your daughter just needs to feel you having her back. Always. Conformity does not equal success or joy. Ooh, right on sister. Conformity does not equal success and joy. That is so true because it's so, it, in fact, it's the opposite. In fact, it's the opposite. It's like, you know, when you look at how the world works and when you look, even if we're just going to look on a, on a basic, uh, on a, on a, on something we can quantify, if you're going to look at the 0.01% of people that have uh, huge financial success, right? Um, Many, often, many, many, many of them have gone their own way. They've taken their own road. They haven't taken the road that everyone else has taken. And so if you see, if you're, if you go to a, if you come to an intersection, you see that most people are going this way and only a few people are going that way, go that way. Take, you know, I don't want to say take the road less traveled because it's so damn corny, but yeah, um, going along with the group and doing what everyone else does conformity. Yeah. Who cares about conformity? Think of all the amazing things that have happened, discoveries that have happened, people that have, whether it's artists or um, inventors Musicians, or scientists, right? yeah, going, going away from the norm. Edison yeah. listened. Yeah, exactly. What if, you know, also just as a side with respect to enjoying your children. Yeah. As I want to, I, when I hear a parent talking about how they delight in their child who especially a neuro atypical kid yeah a neurodivergent mind mm-hmm. i brings such joy to me mm-hmm. versus oh mm-hmm. my kid's so hard and that's so annoying which I, I get that there's a i understand that things are difficult yeah but when they when i hear parents talk about how incredible their minds are because they're so they're not like other kids and they're super into this or that and maybe they don't have a ton of friends or maybe that whatever the things are that aren't the norm the average the normal whatever the normal is but the expected yeah it's just I really really appreciate it and it brings me joy to hear them experiencing the joy yeah being able to see that and Mm -hmm. and and take it in and revel in it Right. And how great it is for the kid who just, who feels supported. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I look back at, at my mom because she did the majority of the parenting and um, especially when we were little and um, she grew up in an, with a mom, I think, especially that was always worried what people thought, you know, her mom, married up so to speak so she grew up very poor and she married my grandfather who was of a different social class so I think that she always I'm 
put, you know, I'm, I'm filling in a lot of blanks, but my guess is looking back that she had a lot of social anxiety and didn't feel like she fit in. So it was always about what it looked like, what it appeared to other people. I want to make sure that I fit in. Handed that down to my mom, who my mom handed, you know, handed it down to us and walked around with a lot of fear about that. They handed it down and then they handed it down and then they had, I don't know why, just versus it was generational. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, it's just, it's just what that does to your kid. If you're always worried about how the world is perceiving your kid and and desperately want your kid to fit in in some way. They have to look a certain way, act oh, a certain way, present talk a, a certain, certain way. way. Yeah. Don't go out there with naked belt loops because I will literally kick you out of the house and have you go right. live with your father. Blow your hair straight. Yes. Wax <gasps> your eyebrows. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think I can do another one. Not really, but I'm going to do one more. Okay. At Blasphemo Film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I encourage them and then ask my wife if she can get them to do what I'm asking because she will nag them <laughs> and only then will they do what I want. And yes, to both the other questions. Am I wrong? I hope I'm not wrong. I probably need help. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so I think what I wrote back was talking about positive reinforcement, about when you saying to your kids, I really appreciated when you set the table without me asking or... I mean, I know nobody likes a star chart. They're it's hard. They're annoying to keep up with. Nobody's nobody's saying that. At the same time, they can be useful depending on your kid. And maybe it's and but the, the star chart isn't do your chores, but rather you know when you picked up your clothes without anyone asking, I'm going to give you a star for that. And then at the end of the ex, whatever the star is or the coin or whatever, at the end of it, you give them something they want, whether it's screen time or yeah. a play or maybe, date with you or maybe a new bong, maybe a joint, maybe. A... All right. I'm sorry. That sorry. is not <laughs> That is out of bounds, <laughs> out of bounds, Nelsie. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with you and being able to say, I so appreciate when you do blah, blah, blah. And that the right. more we focus on the things that we appreciate, the more that that blossoms. My mom, my mom, we had a star chart growing up. And it was the three B's, no bickering, backtalk, or bad language. And um, oh and the other thing, the three I's were don't be impudent, insolent, or insubordinate. So wow. as she criticized us, it was also a vocabulary lesson. So that was That's really hilarious. good. <laughs> that is so funny. And the star chart lasted for a week or two. But yeah, right, in our exactly. House. No, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Um, at the lone apple wrote, if I want something done correctly, then I do it myself. It's easier that way. And I wrote, if that works for you, then great. Sometimes it can mean overwhelm for the doer. So lots of people just take it on themselves and say, I'm just going to take care of it because this is them being controlling and feel that nobody else can do it that way. And the truth is nobody else may do it like you do it, but where's the room for maybe it can be done differently and it's just okay that way also. Yeah, but also being is that I feel like I fall into that category. Part of the reason you do it yourself is because you don't want to, you don't want to have to ask again. You don't want to get some blowback when you ask. You don't want to feel like you're a nag. So it has to do with, for me, um, with not, not wanting to ruffle feathers. So sometimes that's right, which is why my friend didn't want to ask her family to show up because she didn't want to ruffle feathers. 
So sometimes it is about ruffling feathers. Sometimes it's just, but in this case, it was, it's easier to do it yourself. But also it's not in the end because that person no. feels overwhelmed and oftentimes and tired and annoyed and doesn't have the room and space and all of that. So in conclusion, Nelsie, some ideas for encouraging versus nagging the people in your life. Do you have anything you, do you want me to start? Here's, well, first of all, as I've learned from you and from others, that language is so important in how you approach someone. And I always think it is good to say, um, I really appreciate fill in the blank. And so pay attention to, which we've said earlier, to what they do and, uh, and acknowledge that. But I also find that sometimes uh, if I say, um, I need to talk to you about something that's really important to me and I, um, you know, I don't, I just want you to know that I appreciate you, but this is something that yeah. I feel like I could use some help on, you know, so like go into it saying, well, you know, it might be a trigger thing. So you just say, I just want you to know to start with, I really appreciate you. But what's really important to me is that after you lie down and you take a nap, I've made the bed, if you could make it again, because I feel so happy when I walk in the bedroom and the bed's made and the pillows are in place. It just makes me feel good. So that that would mean a lot to me and I would appreciate it. So probably as I'm saying that to you, I'm like, God, you're wordy, Nelsie. And I think that's what happens for me. I get wordy when I get nervous about just right. asking for something I simple. Think I, but you make a good point, which is being able to communicate about what you need. And lots of people do not communicate about what they need, which we've talked about plenty of times because they are nervous about upsetting or rocking the boat. And when you are nagging, Sometimes people are nagging because the action the act action isn't happening. If you ask for X and it doesn't happen, then you keep asking. So sometimes people keep asking. So if you start from a place of encouragement of, ah, oh, it feels so good. I, so nice to walk into the bedroom and see a perfectly made bed or just the smooth sheets. And I felt so joyful. Maybe you even just are saying that reflectively without a request at times. Every time you walk in, just, ah, oh, it felt so good right. to walk in and right. see this bed all nicely made. And I really enjoyed that, full stop. If it's related to that person having done it, made it that way, oh, thank you so much for making the bed. It was so great to come in and it, I, I just felt such peace. If it's that they don't ever do it, then yeah. you're giving the, it feels really good and could you possibly straighten the bed sheets after or the blanket after you take a nap so that I can continue to enjoy our bedroom in a delightful way? The other thing that, and just in general with kids, you're we're constantly teaching them and wanting them to learn yes, to yes. help set the table or to pick up their clothes off the floor or to do their homework and take responsibility for that, for being a community member. And I think letting them know that that's what's happening we are a community. We are working together. We all have to participate in taking care of our home. And I do lots of things. Yes. And there are certain things. It would be really, I love it when you do that. I it was so great when you got up this morning and brushed your teeth without my having to ask. I really, really enjoyed that. And children respond well yeah. to the positive. They want to please you at, at the core on right. a core level, they want to please you. They like when you're proud. They like when they see our smiles. They do not like it when we're angry and annoyed and frustrated and nagging them. Nobody likes that. Just like right. we as adults don't like it. Right. Well, do you think do you think that 
when you say they want to please you, does that change that that sort of natural time when when kids become an adolescent? Does is that is there what what they want? Does what they want change? And do they want to by nature or by part of their growth? Do they want to? I think at core they still want to please you. They just want to do it the way they want to do it. Right? They don't. They still want you to be like, "That's cool, great, good job." If they go out and get a tattoo, nobody do that at fifteen. Or they, or they're. Let's be more realistic. They're coloring (laughs) their hair, or they're. They want to wear different kind of clothes than they used to wear. Yeah, they're not really wanting you to say, "I hate what you're wearing," and then they take glee they want to just have the freedom to express themselves and explore the way that they want right with support oh wow you're dressing differently now you know yep yep i am <laughs> you know it's so yeah. you know i really yeah. like that top it feels you got a problem good. with it that feels mom good to be validated <laughs> it feels good we all f- i mean what kids want isn't any different than what we want as adults yeah they don't have the same freedom right so but we can create that space or freedom for them where I mean sometimes you look at your kid and you're saying what are you wearing right and <laughs> but you think to yourself what are you wearing and it's heinous you think to right yourself, in what all are respects yeah. in your mind it's a heinous outfit but outside yourself you say you're nothing right out loud you say fun outfit that's a f- <laughs> fun outfit that's an interesting I, I don't choice. Think I would have paired that top with those pants. <laughs> Could, yeah. I know. Is there a reason why your pants are all the way up to your neck? Okay. Just asking. Just curious. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, okay. No, no, it's not it. like I, I don't like them. Sure I love it. I if I could pull that off it. myself and mm-hmm. I wanted to know if that's the new style mm-hmm. or. <laughs> but anyway, back to points being made, which is. <sighs> encouragement is definitely better than nagging. And also if it's not your child and it's just your partner to your point, being able to communicate and say, this is important to me. Can you please close the cabinet doors because I have a need for not for safety? Yeah. Because people close the fucking cabinet doors. No, because but you can't Nora, say it like that. Because you you're a you human. Can't. Just cl- who fucking doesn't close lots the cabinet door? And that's why <laughs> your husband is not the only one or your son. There are lots of people that do, but please, can you do it? It means a, a lot to me. And no, I feel it's not even no. that I have a need for it does mean a, a lot for. to you, but I have a need for peace and order and safety because yeah. so you don't knock your head on something. And the order is that there, there are doors on the cabinets for a reason. <laughs> Maybe that's what maybe that's what you need to do is take all the doors off the cabinets and then <laughs> don't get me started. I'll do that. I'll take them. The, yeah. And then yeah. nobody has maybe he won't care. But anyway, encouragement. People respond to positive encouragement. And when it's kids and we talked earlier about the star chart, which is annoying, it's still the concept of appreciating before right. you get to that point. And then when they aren't doing something, you could say, I really liked it when you came home and did your homework. It really, you remember we got so much done and then we got to play a game and that was so much fun. And I really enjoyed the time with you. And they yeah. do too. So just yeah. trusting remember, and remembering. Remember that. when you came home and you closed all the cabinets and and then we uh, we got to not fight? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and then I got to just be happy that I was married versus wishing that I lived alone. No, I'm kidding. And the um, last I... piece about that too, Go, though, please. is that if it's not your kid, 
and what we were talking about with the, how people were responding about living alone or not asking those who aren't capable of doing it is recognizing who's capable and who's not. Right, right. Don't ask the people in your life to show up and be that person that you can talk to about everything when they aren't people, they don't listen very well. Right. And then and get annoyed with them because right. just know your audience. So Know your audience and, you know, having expectations. Uh, have no expectations. Right. Have no expectations. Expectations are planned disappointment. So correct. just keep it very, keep the expectations low. Have no expectations. Okay. No low. No, zero. Just, no, just nothing. Okay. Unless you have an agreement already. Doug says, I promise I'll close all the, the doors and the cap and all the cabinets. And you say, great. And you promise. He says, absolutely. And then he doesn't do it. You can have the expectation that he's going to do it because he told you he was going to do it. Yeah. But then that's, that's madness too. Because if <laughs> because you know, you already know that he's not going to do it. Yeah. 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 What's your last thing you want to say? The last thing I wanted to say is that sometimes you say something like, um, you know, it would mean a lot to me if you could rinse out the, you know, rinse out the blender when you're done with the smoothie. And sometimes someone might say, yeah, but you know what? You never put the protein powder away and I never say anything to you. And that's such a mind fuck because it's sort of like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's talk about, we can talk about the protein powder later. Right now, I'd like to address can we address the blender situation? Because I'm happy to talk, right? That's such a like bait and switch that I think that um, that I certainly deflecting. have never I have never personally experienced that, but I understand that that is the kind of thing that might happen in a relationship. Really, is that right? One that's called <laughs> deflecting, and two that's a whole other subject about communication. All right, so can we talk about that next week or the week after? Let's get we'll get into deflecting deflecting right so what if nothing's wrong and you allowed other people to participate be a part of a community bravo heidi brr, brr. Brr. so i think uh that's all the time we have today ladies and germs so uh why no, she's shaking her head she doesn't ladies like ladies and, and germs. germs i mean sometimes you need to be in like some dive bar doing stand <laughs> You're just like punching one-liners that are like, ladies thank you, others. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, ever, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, just flew and in from like, Vegas. Boy, are my arms tired. Tip right. your weight staff. And there are like yeah. three people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Only two of them are awake. <laughs> and one works there. <laughs> oh, your uh, dreams are me for me are so big. Uh uh, bye. Bye. Rate, rate review, re subscribe. Rate, rate, review, and subscribe. When you're out to cock a father doesn't recognize you. Find your joy. When you're spooning with a stranger and they won't let you kiss them. Find your joy. When your house reeks of weed and your kids hallucinating. Find your joy. Your joy when you stick your dick and scare me when your dog likes drift.